It's a good show. This is Lisa Daniel from Candy Pants, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Questions to the songs which we will randomly select Here with the help of our friend Synchronicity And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for seven, count them, seven musical divinations, we have been joined in the studio by the great Don Heffington. Nice to be here. And his compatriot, his bass-playing friend, Dominic Genova. Yes. And... This has been. They are, this has been one of my favorite, the best, like only good vibes in the show. I know you thought that a couple of things got late, but this is like we have not even dipped into the the negativity that this format is. Okay, potential. Good. This has been just high vibes all the way through. Everyone, yeah, great stories. You've been talking about things that I I love hearing. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you trust a you know a drummer turned songwriter. I assume it's a drummer turned songwriter. But were you a songwriter all along? Um, I guess I started on the drums when I was about nine. Yeah, I mean that's the know. way. I feel like maybe that's the way. I always liked the lyrics, best way though. To I always liked lyrics. That's you know. when I was a little kid. Uh, yeah. The bat? No, what was it? Uh, um, let's see. Uh, um, well, there were sixteen tons, and then there was. Uh, 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 yeah, sixteen tons was a great one. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, I'd follow those. And then my mother, she had some. She used to have some old uh, um, seventy-eight. She'd play. She had. Uh, she had that. Uh, they used to blow my mind. She had um, "Gloomy Sunday," you know, you know mm-hmm. that tune, the Hungarian suicide song. And she'd say, "Oh yeah, people would jump out of windows when they heard this. You know, <laughs> it was so spooky, right?" And like straighten up and fly right about like a, a monkey with a buzzard on his back, mm-hmm. and, and then Hong Kong blues, and uh, um, let's see, you know, that was about like some dope addict from, you know. You know, so I, I was always into the lyrics, but uh, you know, I was playing drums. I, you know, that's what I—that's what I did, and still do. That's, I feel it's like, all good with me. You know? the, I feel like they're the two best ways into songwriting are being a drummer or being an actor. You think? I do feel like that because I feel like it's either embodying. There's something about you come to as I come at, at act. Uh, come at songwriting. Probably more as an actor, like like you're you're imbo- you're creating song plays that you can then act out on stage in the most real way. Right. But it's very. But it, it's like the opposite 
of coming at it through drumming. You're coming at it from the front of the stage and working your way back. Whereas a drummer, you're working from the back of the stage and the root of the song and building up into it. <laughs> yeah. And I can kind of hear that in your songs. They're yeah, they're sturdy as fuck. These songs, yeah. they are built to last. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already bogged you down in, in too many comparisons, but I think that's probably again the sign of really good songs is that it it just puts you in the stream of song. Like when you're doing it, you're like, oh, I hear some Johnny Cash in here and I hear Stan Ridge. Like I'm hearing all good songwriters flowing into these songs oh, yeah. and flowing out yeah. of them. So, uh, but we got to get to your question. Let's. Oh, are, yeah. I know you were, you were embarrassed by your question, but so was Chuck. And his question was amazing. Well, I'm not embarrassed. I think it was just a little too simplistic. I think it like uh, basically kind of requires a yes or no answer. I mean, I don't know where else, well, where else is to go. Well, but see. it's okay. Well, it's we know what work. the answer is. What, what is the answer to the question? It's going to be uh, Avenue C. Avenue C. Oh, there's a, I, already. I mean. Yeah, it works. The, uh, the question is that it's going to be answered by Avenue C is, am I ever going to get back to New York City. <laughs> Isn't Avenue C in New York City? It is in New York City. Well, Bingo, right? Jeez. Yeah. I guess I'm going to make it. Every time I try to get back there, something happens. Right now, my, I, was, I was coming home to book a ticket. I just want to go back there to visit, spend a few weeks, see Amy and some people I know back there. And uh, I was about to book a ticket that night, and my dog, oh. it came down sick, right? And he had to have surgery. And uh, so now I'm watching the dog. I've been up for days, you know, the dog. But he's doing he's doing good. So we didn't even get into that's that. That's because that's that's a big deal. That's been going uh, on your you know, all well, week. You know, we've been yeah, talking. Yeah, about. it's been going on for a few days. But he's 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 coming out of it. He's going to be all right. So I mean, I was just I mean, I was serious. Like, am I ever going to? Every time I try to book a flight, something happens. I've happened three or four times now. So I guess I'm going to make it. Hopefully, at least. Uh, yeah, make it to the village. That's Avenue C's village. That, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's an East Village. Yeah, so. Uh, Okay, there you have it. Well, let's play the song. Let's do it. All right. The usual obstacles are typical slogs. I was tossed in a pit full of menacing dogs. Then sold into slavery for a $10 note. Surrounded by possums and suckled by goats, I was tied to a rock overlooking the Thames. Swept into the river and fished out again. Accused of adultery by a well-known harlot and burned at the stake by North African pirates. But as fate deemed appropriate, down came the rings. Blinding my captors and dousing the flames and drowning the harlot who called out my name. Hey, that's nothing unusual, it's more of the same. Then I laid around Memphis for a couple of weeks, too exhausted to stand and too edgy to speak, too hungry to think and too tired to pray. With no place to go and yet no place to stay And to add to life's numerable petty frustrations I was stranded for hours at the local train station Before setting off to squander the seasons In the cities that blanket the northeastern regions
Uncertain future and dwindling reserves, old scraps of paper and overwrought nerves. I saw her before me, her foot on the stair, her hand on the railing and the wind in her hair. Well, it seemed that I'd seen her one time in L.A. At some local art gathering or some miserable play, perhaps in Chicago or maybe a dream. But dreams are beyond me, who knows what they mean. As I went out walking one morning so fair, I spied a young jaybird circling the air. Come hither, young jaybird, and sit on my knee, and we'll watch the sunrise over Avenue C. No, I wouldn't come hither to a rounder like thee, for ye may take vengeance on a poor bird like me, and leave me like Papa down six feet below. I said, hey, hold on, take it easy there, crow. You know, many have lived here like many before. They've walked the same hallways and they swept the same floors. They fought the same battles with varied resources, and they've sought the same pleasures from a number of sources. They've married, divorced, and the kids have left home. Some have taken the beds that they lie in alone. Well, living in limbo and dying in vain, hey, that's nothing unusual. It's more of the same. Hit it, man. Avenue C. Yes. The answer to the question, will I ever get back to New York City? It implies that I might. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, right. it, yeah, and it was written about? Well, I wrote this in, I was in uh, Australia with Van Dyke Parks. We were doing, we toured around a lot for about a year. And we'd put bands together. He'd put different, we, we did some stuff with orchestras. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a really a fun guy to to tour with and um anyway i happened to be down there and i just started writing these lyrics i was reading this thing called daphnis and chloe which is an old second century greek thing and she's got all these travails and shit happens to her so i you know uh sold into slavery for a ten dollar note blah 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 tied to a rock overlooking the thames and you know as we'd tour we were passing the thames and stuff so that kind of started the thing and then after that it uh I just kind of worked on it for, I mean, there was a bunch of verses that, that didn't go any place or else I'd take a little piece of them and it, it kind of was, uh, you know, more linear than most of my stuff. It kind of told a story and, uh, and, you know, of course it ended up there on Avenue C with a bird. And, uh, so uh, that's how it came about. I know. mean, this song is lyrically massive. 
<laughs> this is a big, you know, it's it's not. There's actually a little bit left out just to make it shorter here. A couple of verses, but uh, no. It, after talking with Chuck and and getting like the how much of a contemporary you are with Tom Waits, it I feel like if this I didn't if if someone else wrote this song I'd be like oh this sounds like it's trying it's sort of Tom Waitsy, <laughs> but when someone is of the same comes out of the same soup you're like oh well well yeah know. he did he did a lot of spoken word i guess yeah i mean it's just it. you know it's a big you know it's a big song but about that was one of our people. that was one of our hookups when when i you know i met tom and we started hanging out he'd come by the place and and you know he'd sing me these incredible songs he'd been writing but one thing i i had a thing called uh it used to be called uh summit avenue <laughs> that's funny in ni- 1927 summit avenue which was my address and because uh, I wrote it way back then, and uh, it was a spoken word thing, and he used to really like that. He says, "Yeah, you should work on that." So, I mean, there were we were all doing that. And Chuck was winning the spoken word, but of course, Tom was like a genius at the stuff, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see how you'd say say that, you know. It kind of yeah, it just feels like it comes out of the same world. Yeah, I guess so, right? Uh, now, but of course, on the record, it's a, it's just a poem. I just make yeah. some noise on the keyboard. I, I just, I just put some chords on it to, you know, to move it along a little bit, you know, and to let uh, Dominic do his thing. You know? <laughs> Sounded really good, Dominic. Yeah, man. Yeah, can't this go is... wrong with Dominic Genova. Yeah, these you guys are you guys are really great. How long have you been playing together? Now, Dominic, We've if you're gonna talk, you gotta you gotta lean down into your mic so we can. We've known each other a long time, but we used to have a band with Fred Tackett called um... Jumping Dogs. <laughs> oh really? Back when? Yeah. Fred Tack. Well, Early you know, I, yeah. Well, I was playing with Fred before that, and then we put that band together. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I met you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we played on and off since then. That was the seventies, right? Was it seventies? Late seventies. Late seventies. Yeah. So we've been around the block. Oh, cool. Matt's in oh, here good. moving the mic for us. Get the mic up here, so so we yeah. can hear hear from Dominic. He doesn't like to speak. You can tell he's a side man. He doesn't want to speak in that mic. You know, if you if you might think he's quiet, but if you watch his like the guy's got some crazy facial expression. He's very, he's very responsive. I mean, like a great like like most great musicians. Oh yeah, he's you know deep. you're sensitive and responding to he's all deep, the, to what's going on. <laughs> so when so we before, before we go, Dom, how did you hook up with Don? How did you guys well, know? Well, it was through Fred Tackett. Yeah. I've known Fred since, since 1973, and he hooked me up with a bunch of people that were important in my life. I have two people in my life that were real important to connections. Yeah. One was when I was a kid out of high school, and uh, it was a, f- a friend's father and him, and he hooked me to friends that I still have to this day. So Who was that? 50, this kid named Dean Hagen. His father was Earl Hagen, a famous television composer. Mm-hmm. Andy he did Griffin. The, he wrote Andy the Andy Griffin show, show. Yeah. the theme, and he wrote a bunch of themes in the 60s and 70s. But anyway, <clears throat> his dad got my career off the ground. He put me in television. He told me when I was 18, you learn how to read music and learn how to play string bass, I'll help you out. And he did. So that was one. And then the other one was Fred. Fred hooked me up to a bunch of people. You know who Fred is, don't you? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. He's the guy who... Well, he's in Little Feet He's now. the guy who replaced... Well, who, he was in Little Feet before Lowell died. He he was like an auxiliary member, right? Yeah, and a co-writer with Lowell. But he yeah. was the guy they tagged. Well, that made sense. Yeah. But he was doing stuff before that. You know, he was on the Swordfish Trombone album. Really? Which I got him on, by the way. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, um, but his famous thing was Silk Degrees. He was on Silk Boss Degrees. Gang. He, he was, did a that's lot where of... his career really kind of took it. But, but he was also connected to Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb's how he showed up in town. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, really? Yeah. Also yeah. has been a guest on Radio 8 Ball. Jimmy really? Webb. Huh? Yeah, he yeah. was great. That guy, he was funny because he was really dubious. Like they were all, <laughs> and the per, like. I don't know who who does the man who managed him. I felt like it was someone who was in the house, and he was like, you know, is there any way that I can just like talk about the? Like he didn't quite get the format. Can I do? Is there any way you can, can do this for just like ten minutes and then you play the music? I was like, no, that's not the way it works. And then once he got into it, we were the show went ran like it was an hour long show that ran to like yeah, an hour go. and a half. The guy, right. yeah. he is one of the best storytellers. Oh, he told these stories about Harry Nilsson and Linda Ronstadt yeah, and Brian Wilson. Stories. Oh, my God. He has some great stories. Mm -hmm. Did you read his book? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read it. fun. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But Fred says it was edited big time. Oh, They well. cut, they cut a, a lot of great stuff. The editors just went nuts. And you could tell in the in the writing, too, it was cut. You mean the book about songwriting? or the No, the the other book, the memoir. See, I haven't read the memoir. Out a couple, yeah, a couple I read of the song. I, I, and Fred and his wife were... All over the first hundred pages. Oh yeah, yeah, because they were hanging people. They all hung together. When you say hanging people, people that sounds. <laughs> no, no, but I just watched the first episode of Handmaid's Tale from season two. I, I don't want to see. Uh, so, yeah, well, you know what? It's it, it's it's funny. I, I'm glad you're bringing up Fred Tackett. I feel like he's someone who I like as someone who. It's like the Kenny Jones thing with Keith Moon. Like Kenny Jones was around. He got the Keith Moon gig because everyone respected him. But it was sort of like that's it's hard to step into those shoes and oh, not man. have Fred people. just does what he wants to do. I mean, well, people can yeah. do say what they want. Well, but... yeah, yeah, but I, 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 I mean, like... they, I mean, he sounds great. He and uh, Paul Barrera do duo stuff. It's incredible. Fred is my my favorite. One of my Top top favorite guitar players alive. This is great. Nobody I'm can touch. Nobody can touch Fred at what he does. You know. No, yeah. You know, it's just like uh, you know. You don't need to. I remember we were doing a session with somebody, and uh, Bob Glob was there. And he says, "Man, when Fred's playing, you don't have to do anything." He says he hang. You know, he does all the heavy lifting. You know, you just listen and play with Fred. It's yeah. all happening. You know, he just sets the mood for the whole thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was. I'm pointing at my friend Marshall because he's like, he's your guy. He's like, he's my guy who's like that. Oh, he's right. like, if he's yeah. playing on the session, everyone, all right. everyone can relax just a little bit. Yeah, little I bit. love Fred Tackett. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we met. Was yeah. through Fred. That's yeah. sweet. That's yeah. sweet. Uh, so what? So just for someone, if I if you wanted to recommend like, okay, forget the forget the little feet stuff. You want to really get Fred Tackett. Where do you go? Where do I look? What should, should I go to Boz Skaggs? Do he's I... got so many records. I mean, he's on Bonnie Ray's, on Jackson Brown. He's on, uh, I mean, you could just go down the list forever. Is I mean, there? But I... is there one that, like, when you listen, like, if I want, like. Well, I think Swordfish Trombone's a great record. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he What would... did he, so he played guitar on Swordfish Trombones? God, that's so, that's so different. I, I'm completely surprised by that. I feel like I, how one did I miss things, that? One of the things, one of there's two albums that I did with Fred. We do it as a, a duo. And actually, Don played on a couple of the songs on both of the albums. Uh, but basically, about 20 years ago, Fred called me up and he said, I got a concept, string bass, an acoustic guitar, and some mandolin. What do you think? I said, whatever you want to do, I'm in. 
And if you go in the tune, uh, one of the albums is called Silver Strings. That's the second album. And the first album is uh, in, a, in a town like this. And it's Fred. It's Fred. I'm going to check these That's out. That's Fred thing. I'm going to put, yeah, if I can find some links, I'm going to put in them in this. In a town like yeah. this, the first one, In a town one, right? like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's him doing his thing, thing yeah. 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 Cool, because he's you one get, of those guys who I feel like I missed. Yeah. music. You get his his thing of like his kind of like he, you know, like I remember, uh, let's see. We were playing somewhere and a friend of mine's wife shows up and she goes, oh, I, I, I just don't, I just don't get Fred Tech. And I said, Fred's so easy to get. Fred is Fred. He doesn't try to sound like anybody else but Fred. And I said, so if you don't get that, then you just don't get it. <laughs> and that's the whole deal. And I remember she kept saying, well, you need to be a bit. And I said, but you still don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's him doing his thing. It's like it's not supposed to be some Stevie Wonder singing a tune. Yeah. It's Fred singing the tune. Right. If you listen, close your eyes and listen and ride the trip. And yeah, that's what uh, it is. He's definitely one of the best. Then you know, my second record, I used uh, Tim Young, Timothy mm -hmm. Young. Yeah. Unbelievable guitar player, too, and uh, Sebastian Steinberg played bass on that. Those are a couple of great musicians, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but Fred is, uh, he at what he does, there's nobody quite like him. Just, I mean, his thing is like making a band sound good. He just makes a band sound incredible, you know. That's his thing. There's one know. thing about this guy, Tim Young, that he talks about. There was one time I filled in for Sebastian, but it was Don calling me to go play a gig. So we're we're on the gig, and Tim was playing some odd Middle Eastern instrument, one string thing. Is that Middle Eastern? Yeah, no, it's Chinese. Chinese, it's okay. Air who or something. Yeah, so he's yeah. playing this instrument. It was really bizarre. And Don goes, okay, we're going to do this one tune. And it's kind of free. we we'll just improvise. <laughs> And Tim just goes, and he just went through every string, and he just tuned it wherever they're going. And then he strummed the chord, and I looked at him, and I went, oh, my God, I'm in. I'm in. This guy, he just, and it sounded unbelievably out, and it was so good. And I just went, it's genius. That's genius. Yeah, those guys are so. You know, he's a trippy guitar player. Yeah, the 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 magic that people the people the, the musicians people, make how they do it. It is yeah. an, it's one of the it's it's one of those things. Is like everyone can play music, but that when you see people who can make it out of nothing, mm -hmm. it just seems magical. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had it happen. Like, you've had it as a songwriter, I'm sure. Have you ever written a song where you're like? I don't know how I wrote that song. Most of them, I don't know how. I wrote <laughs> yeah, you couldn't reverse engineer. You couldn't go back and be like, "Oh well, yeah, some people want... can do that." I don't. I, I, they're just very. Uh, fo I don't know. I just don't do it. To me, it's like magic when it comes out. Like, how did I do that? You know. But then there's people like that you're talking about who are like, they really know. Like the people who can do that. You know, tune the guitar in the middle of the song and get the chords to work great. And you're like. You actually do, like, music is so good that you can ride on it and, like, you kind of know it and it'll just carry you. Mm -hmm. And if, you're, if you let it carry you, it'll carry you to some amazing places. And then you meet someone like the people like that who just, you know, for me it was, uh, for me it was like someone like John Bryan. Like, you see the, the feats of magic mm -hmm. that he did right, on stage right. and you're like, 
okay, some people actually know how this works. First time I met him was on a T-Bone Burnett session, and uh, T-Bone brought him in. And basically, they were, I don't know what was on that. Was it the Jimmy Dale Gilmore record? No. Was he on one of those? He was on the the Braver Newer World. I don't know. No, it wasn't wasn't that. But he, uh, you know, T-Bone said you've got like six tracks. There were six tracks that you can just take them. And just he knocked one thing after the other on there. I mean, <laughs> in a situation like that, he is so good when he's just thinking on his feet yep. and, and throwing the stuff down. I mean, he's very, very great at that. It's a very spontaneous uh, approach. And, yeah, he's a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen him for a while. He's, but, uh, he's been hiding out, I guess, I gather. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing fine yeah. wherever he is. Making, making he did the... the the music for Ladybird. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the guy. He's on. He's on some of the best. Some some great films. Uh, but and enough about all, like Fred Tackett and John Bryan. Yes, they're all great. But we're here with the great Don Heffington, <laughs> celebrating your music all and right. your history. Okay. And this has been. I just has been a, a pure joy. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I hope fun. you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's I've enjoyed four it hours on your feet. I so appreciate it. That's good for me. You know, and and you, Dominic. Yeah. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's been so great. This is one of those ones where I like to, you know, I'd like to just book you again next month because this this show's <laughs> been easy. Let's just do another eight show right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, Let's do just... it right now. Have them all back. Have them all back. <laughs> uh, well, so before, do you have any shows coming up in the in June, July, August? Anything we should uh, let people know about? I got something. Well, I'm going to book a couple of things possibly at the cinema, but I've got a. Uh, I love the cinema bar. A thing with uh, Bobby Newerth and I are doing a thing at McCabe's. On uh, in on July fifteenth, I think July I'm gonna 15th. open with with Bobby and maybe play with him a bit. He's got an art exhibit like the day before or the day after, so he's gonna do the art thing and do his music. It's gonna be nice. You know, he's a good he's a great artist. Yeah, yeah. good good painter. Second second Rolling Thunder reference of the show. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, he's been around. He's 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 been around the block. He knows. A lot of people. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. So, well, um, I guess that brings to a close this episode of Radio 8 Ball. I encourage everyone who listens to this to check out the links for Don Haffington, get his CDs, listening, listen to them, go see him live. <laughs> Check out like there's so much history we've shared with you. I hope you know just just keep digging, find all these people. Check out the Sheiks of Shake if you can find them. I mean, there's so much. There's so much that I need to, to. I need to dig into. I want to thank the folks here at Starburns, our 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 new engineer in the fold, Travis, Marshall Thompson playing the music, the the interstitial music, all of uh, the guests who ask questions on the show. If you uh, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and. Leave us good reviews. Check out the Radio 8 Ball app if it's available to you on Android or iTunes. And, uh, you know, just tell your friends who like music and synchronicity that uh, that there's a show where we explore this stuff. And, uh, again, thank you so much, Don. Thank you. And Dom, d and And mm. until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world and all the inspiration you can handle.